Welcome to You Might Hate This Book, where each episode one of us will recommend a book to the other. A book that we love that we suspect our co-host might hate. Well, hate is a strong word. How about falls outside of their traditional scope of interest. Fine, that's fair. A book they would never have chosen to read otherwise. We'll read the assigned book, then come back together to discuss. Did you love it? Or did you hate it? So you agree we might hate it. (sighs) Yeah, you might hate it. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hannah. And you might hate this book. Did you yes. hear that new voice? <laughs> oh, should I not have talked yet? No, yes, you should okay. definitely talk. Um, I'll introduce our guest since she is my sister. Um, I've mentioned her on the podcast before. Rachel uh, is here with us. Um, she is a high school librarian, uh, so she knows a lot about books, and I like talking to her about books. So we thought for our bonus episode, we'd talk to her about books. Specifically, I asked her to bring one book that she liked very much, and one book that she did not like very much that might be found on her library shelves. Um, so you might be familiar with them. They're both pretty recent, I yes, think. Yeah. Relatively so. Yeah, they've both been published since 2020. So, Yes, and they're both, um, I decided to go with two YA books, since right. that is the area that I know the most about. Yep. And I kind of approached both of these books in similar fashion, which was the author's the first choice of that author was not available so i chose one that was <laughs> oh like on libby <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what you really wanted wasn't there so you picked so a different I was like one. yeah let's find another book by this author and here okay. we go that's exa- so that's both like, of these are as established authors yes for they, YA. yes they okay. have written so yeah i hadn't heard of them but yeah they've both written some pretty popular novels and the popular ones i was unable to get a hold of at the time of course so i just went for the lesser known ones <laughs> That's how people picked me, too. (laughs) (laughs) So which one do we want to talk about first? The one that I Um, loved or hated? uh, I don't know. And I will say hated because I hated it. (laughs) Well, that's what the podcast is about. So maybe let's start with that one and then we can end on a high note. Let's end on a high. Tell us what you hate about everything. (laughs) Tell us the title of the book. Okay. So the very first book that I chose that I hated, um, it was my first read of the year last year. Oh. started off on a really bad note (laughs) for 2022. It was The Woods Are Always Watching by Stephanie Perkins. Okay. Um, And this book, to go to your pancake analogy, this is the worst type of, this is the most egregious of sins because it's where you think you've got a stack of pancakes in front of you and you're like... This is exactly how I would make them. It's all my favorite ingredients. It's going to be amazing. You take a couple bites. You find a hair, but you keep going. You take a couple more bites. There's a bloody Band-Aid underneath. Oh, no! (laughs) And then you decide you're going to finish it for some reason, and then you throw up everywhere because you have food poisoning. So this is a one star. (laughs) This was a generous one star. A generous. (laughs) Really should have been a, a did not finish, but I had gotten so far. I just... It's hard to, like, invest your time and then just give up. <laughs> and it wasn't long. It's not a long yeah. read. So I was like, I'll just finish it. And I was listening to the audiobook, which the audiobook was fine. I don't have any complaints with the production of the audiobook. But it just... <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... So tell us why you had such <clears throat> high expectations. Well, this book, um, at the time, I was looking to beef up the horror thriller section of the library. I had noticed at Halloween time, it was pretty 
pretty wimpy, and so I wanted to get some more some more novels. And at the time, you couldn't really look at any lists without seeing Stephanie Perkins' name for the book. Um, There's someone inside your house. Oh, it was very popular. They made it into a Netflix series or series or movie. I don't know. I haven't watched it or read it. Still never got around to that one. <laughs> um, so this maybe, made you throw up. I don't know. Maybe I'll get there. Um, but when I went to look for it on Libby. Uh, it was not available, so I saw The Woods Are Always Watching, had a creepy title, and I thought, well, maybe this is just, you know, her genre, which turns out she actually has some lighthearted novels, like she has Anna and the French Kiss, which I do have in our library. Oh, I have heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, that one's pretty popular. So so she doesn't just do horror, but these two were, so I decided I'd try the one that was available. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, there's just, there were a lot of things that could have really been exciting for me and just really fell flat. Um, so you want me to just kind of walk through the whole, because it's going to go through the whole synopsis. Yeah, so we're gonna talk. sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we have two best friends, Nina and Josie, and they have graduated high school, and they are about to take off in different directions. And one of them is more well-off, so she's going to go cross-country. They live in North Carolina. She's going to go across the country to a big university. The other one, she's going to stay at home and be the girl that's stuck in the small town. And so there's like a bit of resentment, frustration, really organic turmoil between these two best friends, which I was really excited about. I love a story about friendships falling apart. Um, and especially with YA, because I feel like that's so... That happens to every single high school. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that particular that's so situation, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like nobody's right or wrong in this situation. They can't control their families or their means. Yeah. So I was really excited about this. There's another book called... Uh, we Used to Be Friends by Amy Spaulding, which is also about two high school seniors, been best friends. You get every chapter is an alternative perspective, and it's just like there's friendships falling apart, but it's nobody's fault, really. It just, yeah. they're making different That's choices. That's such a good YA book. It like, is. Because, mm-hmm. man, yeah. we had a nickel. I know. <laughs> yep. So I was really excited about that. Um, and then I got even more excited when I discovered that as a last-ditch effort to solidify their friendship, have one big, powerful memory before they split apart, they were going to go on a three-day hiking trip along the Appalachian Trail, which is in their backyard. Um, and this is especially exciting to me because I have th- I have through-hiked the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015, my really good friend at the time, one of my best friends and I, we through-hiked. It's a trail that starts, well, we chose to start in Georgia and end in Maine. Over 2,000 miles. How many months did it take you? I can never remember. Six months in a day. Okay. (laughs) Exactly, yes. So it was, you know, one of the most rewarding, empowering, miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember the text I got from you. (laughs) Tough experiences of my life. And honestly, we're coming on, it's about to be 10 years since it happened. Oh, Oh, I cannot believe that. crazy. But there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. I mean, in some form or fashion. It just shaped a lot of who I was. And... You know, I was really excited about what this book could be for me because I thought, here are two girls. At the time I hiked, 2015, most of the people you'd see on the trail are white men. I would love to see more diversity in in the thru-hikers, but so I was really excited to see a potential story of two females getting out there. Maybe something tragic happens or something that forces them to bond together and become like two totally powerful females on the trail and solidify their friendship and the end. And that's not what happened. <laughs> oh, no. Um, like, well, I remember you telling me, like, oh, a good murder mystery on the trail. Like, that would be such a good idea. Yes. But, well, and I didn't tell my mother about this, but the trail <laughs> community is probably pretty conducive to running away as a, as a 
if you were a criminal, um, which <laughs> oh, that's why you said they yeah. suspected. I think that guy who killed his girlfriend in Florida or something a couple years ago. I can't. Remember. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. I don't remember him. Gabby. Yes. Oh, that Gabby. was just last year. Yes. Right. And they suspected him being on the trail for a while. I don't know if he was. Yeah, I didn't keep up with that. I think he was found hiking, but not on the Appalachian well, Trail. Well, it's totally conducive because you're uh, you're nomadic and you're not using your real name. You're using yeah. a trail name. <laughs> Nailed so, it. We actually <clears throat> we met some people and played a game with them where we guessed each other's real names, and it was really interesting to try and to do that. That's but, so funny. So it's really conducive to criminals. Um, <laughs> if you're on the lam, yeah, don't like my mom. third book is about a criminal on the Appalachian Trail. So yeah, I, I did it that. On the head. <laughs> yeah. So it, I mean, it would make sense. But this was just a frustrating story from from beginning to end. So the first thing is, you know, these girls they they don't hike. They're not. That's not something they've ever done. Which. Fun fact, my very first backpacking trip was a six-month trip along the Appalachian Trail. So, <laughs> so people do it. Yeah, and I'm no, you know, I, I would totally understand some some funny stories, maybe some stories of panic or just unsure, but these girls were dumb. Um, <laughs> they, they were super. They were like Lorelai. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like they, In the Gilmore Girls. They packed way too much stuff, um, and, and, and that's an easy mistake to make, but, like, she made such a big deal about them not being able to put their packs on. I mean, just, like... Real, like both of them just whining about their pack, not even get, being able to get off the ground. And it's like, you know, I weighed my pack once. It was over 30 pounds. I never weighed it again because I had all the things I wanted and I was able to carry it. The end. But, like, it just made them look kind of stupid and weak. <laughs> then they hiked in jeans. Oh, which, no. Why? I, I'm not a hiker. I, I wouldn't even... even go for a walk outside in <laughs> jeans. Like, <laughs> not in Tennessee. That, no. like, put me at a grinding halt. I was like, you're hiking in denim. Like, <laughs> The chafing. The chafing. <laughs> the chafing. The moisture retention. Oh, the lack gosh. of movement. I mean, it's just bad. It's all around. Oh, I just, I you've couldn't. got you've got that red line on your way on your yeah, waistband. Buttons. You've got chafy chafingness, and you've got soggy, oh, yeah. soggy legs. Oh, uh, <sighs> wear leggings. If anything else, I mean, if you have nothing else, you don't have to buy the wicking pants or anything. Just leggings are better Not than jeans. Yes, I couldn't move past that. <laughs> I can't either. Um, and then, wear a bathing suit bottom. I'm for goodness sakes, I don't care. <laughs> well, and then, and I forgot about this part, but it stuck out to a lot of one-star reviewers on Goodreads. Apparently, they have this really just inane conversation about making s'mores, and neither one of them are really aware of the concept of how the chocolate melts on a s'more. <laughs> um, I forgot all about what? that. <laughs> but, but Okay. All the people on Goodreads are like, they don't know how to do s'mores. <laughs> it's like the most recent season of Great British Bake Off, and they all have to make this foreign thing. Tacos. Is it called a taco? a s'more. Yeah. So that was all just really upsetting. Well, it got worse their first night. This fight, the tension builds up, and they have a fight. And it's not an interesting fight. It's not one of those where it's like, I see both sides. Oh, you know. It's just they're kind of whiny. They're not communicating. They're being just kind of hissy girls. And I don't really want to read that. I mean, that's that's YA, I guess. But I didn't care for it. And so they go to bed angry. And the next day, because... Because their emotions have swayed them. They're all up in their feelings. So they get lost on what might be one of the most clearly marked trails that I've ever been on. <laughs> um, which is just, again, not real empowering to the female hikers out there. My emotions got me and I got lost. <laughs> oh, um, dear. <laughs> to be fair, um, they do get led into a trap. So maybe I should believe that they were mismarked in order to lure these girls 
off the trail because one falls into a giant pit. Mm. And uh, okay. Josie, yes, Josie falls into a pit and it, it is to the point where her like bone is sticking out of like her Oh skin. no. So she's yeah, she's so down not now. gonna keep hiking. <laughs> yeah. She's in the pit, she can't get out. Of course, no service in this area. Right. Um, so Nina is forced to leave her friend mm-hmm. in a pit, go search for help, assistance. And while they're both separated, they both meet men who eventually lure them both back to their campsite. Um, these are two men who are the villains of the story. They're, so they're working together? Like yes, they, they know are each working other? together. Oh, okay. They have laid this trap for these girls, and many girls before them, you'll come to find. Oh, in which this is upsetting. It, it gets worse, yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> Tell us so, more, Rachel. So Josie, while she's stuck in this pit, she gets her hand shot off by one of the guys. He has a <gasps> rifle. So she's, you know, ankle destroyed, hand shot off. Somehow she manages to get out of that pit. Um, I don't really know. I couldn't do it with all four of my limbs, but okay. Yeah. So she manages to get out. She makes some kind of tourniquet and and gets herself out. But she's caught. They're both led back to the campsite. And they come to find that these two men are serial rapists, murderers. Um, Great. Then then one of them even rapes dead bodies. Oh! Yeah. So it's really pleasant. Um, and it's Some necrophilia. Okay. Yeah. That's what I want in my YA. (laughs) Yeah. Really All has, good YA has uh, a little necrophilia. Oh, it's dear. really heavy hit. Yeah. So, and then it's just, it's upsetting for all those reasons that we've just reacted right. to. <laughs> but it's just this stereotypical backwoods, oh. meth-addicted, hillbilly, Appalachian male stereotype, which oh. is upsetting to me. Um, I'm not saying that there are not creepers out there, but, you know, when you go through the the towns along the trail, especially in the North Carolina and, and the Virginia and the West Virginia areas. You, I mean, it's a lot of impoverished areas. And I've read a little bit about the history of those communities. Yeah. They've been very mistreated. Yes. Um, and, and there's just been a lot of hardships on mm-hmm. and that are still lingering from years and years ago. And so it's just upsetting. That and they're on is... this path like we're wealthy people who can take a year off from their lives and don't have to have an income for six months yeah. get to come yeah. through and make fun of how backwards they are. Yeah. Like, I, I, we have that feels to, icky. We, yeah, we have to do away with the hillbilly it was a murderer trope. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it really bummed me out. Because Everyone I'm, I I know that there are creepers out there because I've heard well, stories. Sure. But everyone I met was lovely. Um, everyone I met in the trail community just wanted to help me get to the finish line. It was the closest thing to a religious experience that I've, you know, outside of a church setting that I've ever experienced. It's just yeah. supportive, helpful. Yeah, um, and like that's the even... definition of hospitality, like being kind to strangers. Yeah. And if strangers are coming through your hometown year after year after year, like... Yeah, I mean, didn't you even have somebody, like, wash your feet? Uh, he washed my friend's feet. Yes. And she had such horrible blisters. That's right. Yeah, yep. within oh. the first week or so. Yeah, her trail name was BB for Blister Babe. And so... <laughs> Yeah, she that's had really sweet. Someone, it is someone who does who does trail magic every year, and he washed her feet. Yeah, that's what they call it when yeah. they acts of kindness station themselves yes. along the trail to help the hikers. Yeah, trail magic—it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. So just it was very against the community that I knew. Well, so the girls are tied up to a tree while these villains are discussing their fate, um, and they you know try to play a little mind game with them, try to pit them against each other. And it works kind of, sort of. Because um, there is clearly one leader. But what ends up saving them is this 
magical mystical bear. And I call oh. it a magical mystical bear. Not the cocaine bear, surely. <laughs> no. <laughs> not cocaine bear. Although maybe, I don't know. But because this bear does not act like a normal black bear does, which is the other frustrating part of the okay. story for me. <laughs> so this bear comes out of the woods. I think we'd been getting hints of a bear in the area. But I've seen, I saw several bears on the trail. Every single one of them, including a mother with her baby, ran away from me. So they're like giant raccoons. They want your food. <laughs> they'll run away. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't get attacked by a black bear. I mean, don't go up and poke it. Like, right. You know, <laughs> don't but, provoke it. it yeah. But most of the time, if you see one, they're going the opposite direction. Well, these girls are tied to a tree, and this bear comes out of the woods and attacks and mauls both of these men. The first, and, and as the, I say, it's magical, mystical bear, because I don't know if it's from the bear attack or just from some power of God, but as the bear is attacking these men, we get glimpses into their backstories. We're suddenly able to see why they're the horrible people they are. The author reveals that they have been abused and neglected, and one of them was a war veteran, and just... We, we kind of get this vision. It doesn't make sense. So, so it's like, so are we meant to feel sorry for these men? I don't know if that's the purpose here or if it's just to kind of have an explanation. Okay. It's it's very, it was very weird. It didn't make any sense. It doesn't seem to jive with the rest of the style of the book either. Yeah, yeah we have also bears don't usually cause that kind of... No. <laughs> right. <laughs> these visions. It's Why would they go after the running, uninhibited males than the tied-to-a-tree-already-maimed female. I don't know. This bear just knew who was good and evil. I'm not even, like, <laughs> All right. I'm not bears opposed. Bears always know. Uh, bears yeah. always Especially know. Especially if they're right. okay. I'm not opposed to bears attacking rapists, but, like, it doesn't make <laughs> it sense. It doesn't add up. The world just doesn't work like that, though. I mean, would that it could. But, <laughs> I know. Like, that would be It doesn't. So one of the men is mauled to death. The other one gets away and attempts to shoot him, and his gun backfires into oh, his face. No. Oh, oh, no. So We've seen that in Stephen King. <laughs> there we go. Both men are dead. The girls get away, um, but Nina, the one who's not had her hand shot off or her foot fallen off, she has an asthma attack. Oh, cool. So Josie, the one with the foot and hand issue, she's the one that drives them away. The end. Oh, so no closure on their relationship. Not really. Okay. (laughs) That's it. They drive away. That's the end of the story. What? So did it just leave you wondering, like, what was it all for? I guess, yeah. (laughs) They managed to get away. I'm so glad for them. That's so, that was such an abrupt end. I didn't I have, expect it to be right there. That's how it goes. And there's not like a sequel to it or anything. Nope. Okay, cool. I don't even have words. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could have spared us the backstory on the rapist. Because sure. like we do know that people abuse people, abuse people. We right. already know that. You don't have to prove that point. And it also doesn't excuse the behavior. So like True. cool. We could have saved the backstory on that and had that those words, that word count, dropped over to a conclusion for sure. the girls. I think that would have... Yeah, because if you're going to go through a harrowing experience, I, I want to know the reason at the end, you know? I mean, I guess they're friends at the end. You know, they're not fighting anymore. Uh, well, I mean, well, they're, they're bleeding out. Yeah, they're trying to survive. <laughs> so there's that. Normally upsetting. when I'm on my way to the hospital with one foot, I, <laughs> like, I save my qualms for later. I know. So one of my questions about this book is, who would you recommend it to? <laughs> I, no one. I'm no? Real... Did you buy it for the library? No, I, I didn't buy it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it, just, it, it just was such a bummer because, you know, it was so... 
it just was such a sensationalized story of and a hiking trip gone wrong. And it had such potential to yes. be yes. really cool. I was so excited for the premise. And it, if I had read that before the trail, I would have been afraid of every person, every creature, <laughs> everything. Every noise in the woods. It was not empowering at all. Are you going to read um, the other book by her? I have thought about it, just haven't gotten around to it yet. I think my hold expired on Libby or something. And, and you're just not inspired to. <laughs> I've heard some of the people who gave it a one-star review said, you know, I hated that. There's someone inside your house. And I hated this one, too. Some people said, you know, I loved There's Someone Inside Your House. And this one was a bummer. So I don't oh, know. Okay. Well, I feel like the answer to this question is already yes, but I want I want to hear it. I want to hear the answer to the second part. <laughs> um, are there any characters in this book you would like to deliver a lecture to? And I want to hear the lecture. <laughs> I don't know about characters. I mean, I would lecture them both about wearing jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and packing. And, and s'mores. And... <laughs> Guys, sit. We're going to learn how to make a s'more today. Yeah. It would probably be to the girls. Talking to boys. Strange men. I, yes. You know. And I feel like you would need to deliver a lecture to the author about bears. <laughs> I don't know. About the, the true nature of bears? I don't yeah. know. If you had to cast this, if it were going to, heaven forbid, be made into a, <laughs> a Netflix original like the previous book, do you have any casting choices? No, I didn't. I did not even think of someone. Sometimes I think of celebrities when I read a book. I do too. Yeah. But not this one. I kind of just had... Some randos. Yeah, some randos <laughs> in my right. head that I actually fabricated. But there is a famous bear we could have play the black bear. <laughs> okay, well, that's a real bummer. Yeah, that was that book was not great. Okay, I feel like I need an upper. Yeah, let's let's pick it up. Tell us about okay. something that you loved. So the book I loved um, was called When You Get the Chance by Emma Lord. Same approach with this book. I knew nothing about it going into it. I was trying to get my hands on um, You Have a Match, which was one of the Reese Witherspoon YA book club choices oh, yeah. um, and it, by the same author, and I just wasn't available at the time. Uh, so I saw this one on audiobook available, and so I also listened to it on audiobook, and it was, done, it was also done very well. Um, it was just charming and fun and just lighthearted and I just really enjoyed it um, from beginning to end. What genre is it? It's, I mean, I don't know. It's, that one's kind of hard to classify because it's... That's there's, okay. There's a romantic twist, but that's not the overriding plot. I, oh, okay. Because when I looked it up, it almost looked like a romance. Yes. But I couldn't quite tell. Yes, yeah, so it, it's more... that That's definitely the, the B story. It's okay. okay. more of... A discovering of oneself kind of story. Okay. So more general um, fiction. Yeah. Or even like a coming of age. A little bit. So so the premise here is we've got um, a young girl named Millie, and she is all things theater. She lives in New York with her dad. Um, mm. Her mom's never been part of the picture, but she goes to a special school that allows her to really express her theater nerd self and, and, and learn more about theater. It's a very big theater school, and she is going to be on Broadway. That's her thing. Oh. That's her dream. Nothing's stopping her from this. Like our little sister was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only she might have more, I think, connections to actually make this happen. Yeah. Hey, little... our sister's doing great. She's a counselor now. She's, yeah. <laughs> she grew up in New York, not Indiana. That oh. makes a difference. It, it sure does. <laughs> not saying that you're from Indiana. You can still make it. Just, <laughs> it might be a little harder. You um, probably gonna have to move. <laughs> yes, for sure. So uh, Millie is determined to take this pre-college 
experience. It's like this year-long study in L.A. where they supposedly get you just ready for theater, ready for Broadway. Oh, like um, a boot camp? Kind of, yes. Oh, okay. And so it's not really clear if she signed up for it without her dad's permission or he said yes but really wasn't paying attention <laughs> or didn't think she'd get in. But dad's not on board. Uh, he does not want her to go. And she's like, well, this is my dream. I need to go. I need to get there. And so she is now determined to discover who her mother is. This mother that's oh. never talked about, never spoken of, um, really never mentioned at all. And she's been fine with, but she's like, I'm going to find my mom. She'll be on my side. And so very YA thinking. <laughs> mom, I've never met. There's some holes in the logic, but if you're a teenager, really? I've never met her, but she'll definitely be on board with me if I show up yeah. on her doorstep. Cool. Yeah. So Millie accidentally discovers her dad's online journal from 2003, which is hilarious. <laughs> like on live journal? Yes, it's oh. a live journal. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, that's frightening that she's... you go back and find those things. <laughs> yep. I had a Zanga. Yep. <laughs> so that's hilarious to think about. But she stumbles across that, and she discovers that there are three possible women who could be her mother. Oh. She tracks them down in the city um, and tries to find ways into their lives so that she can learn more about them and discover through a very Mamma Mia situation which one is her real mother. I thought ah! you were going to say she plucks their hairs out and does a science story <laughs> experiment. No. It's just all the Gilmore Girl references. No. No science fair. Okay. It's just not that kind of character. Good. So yes. I hate that character. <laughs> she, she pursues this Mamma Mia storyline um, and becomes a part of each one of these women's lives in different ways. Um, one of them, she takes their dance class. The other one, she becomes an intern where the lady works. Um, and then the third one, I think she kind of just... I don't know how she meets her. She kind of stumbles into her life, and I know she befriends her daughter, and she's like, is this possibly a stepsister? Like, Ooh, she's, oh. you know, she's really, yeah. Is she an only child, I guess? Yeah, she's okay. an only child. And so there were lots of things to really enjoy about this book. Um, it was, you know, sweet, fun plot line. The romantic twist, um, she's interning with her arch nemesis from the school, this young boy who's, like, the stage manager, and he's always oh. <laughs> against her ideas. He's always like, no. Like, she's always like, we should do this. We should fall from the sky. We should, you know, she has big ideas. He's like, no, this is... I love, that her <laughs> I love that her theater rival is not another actor. It's the it's stage, stage manager. Because <laughs> that's so much more realistic. <laughs> he's, he's always pulling her back in, like, we can't do this. <laughs> so... That's great. So they're interning together for this very very strict and very well-respected Broadway agent where she suspects her mom is a secretary for. It was really, it was really sweet. It was really fun. I, the only thing I didn't care for um, was that I guessed pretty early on who was the mother. I, oh, fig okay. I figured it out. Okay. I don't like to figure things out. I normally don't. <laughs> <laughs> so if you figured it out, it was I pretty feel, apparent. I feel like it's obvious if I figure it <laughs> okay. out. Um, so I didn't give it quite five stars. I did give it a 4.5 star. I'm very very tough on YA books. I didn't give a single YA book five stars last year. So. Oh. <laughs> That's very And you're an area of expertise, library. though, so, like, you, you critique it more. Yeah. What is a book that is YA that you would give five stars? I'm trying to think of what I recommend to students. Oh, if they come up to you and uh -huh. ask. Scythe is, without a doubt, my number one recommendation. Boys, girls. Good trilogy by Neil Shusterman. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And I have never gotten anybody to say they didn't like it. I've gotten a lot of people to say I didn't have time to read it. And yeah, I didn't, didn't finish it. it. Yeah. Right. Well, and I know a bunch of adults who've read it, yeah. and I don't know any adults who said they didn't like it either. Yeah. So, yeah. like... It's good. Yeah, it is. It's but sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, you're good. I, it just... Yeah, no, it was... It was a real... Uh, when you get the chance, it was just a really good book. And I also... One thing I did love about it is there is a truly platonic male friend. 
oh. best friend from her, you know, her life, and nice. there is no romantic tension there. So I appreciated that too. But um, based off of the one star reviews I read on that one, I kind of guessed what people were going to say. I could get if you did not like the character of Millie. Um, she is very oh. precocious. She's very bubbly. She's very going to get her. She's plucky. Oh, if yeah. that bothers you, don't read it. She's is, it is it written in first person or third person? Do you remember? I think third. Okay. Think. But third limited. So yeah. we're just with Millie mm-hmm. the whole time. Right. I could see her grading on people's nerves. But if you like Broadway references, I mean, there's lots of Broadway things just scattered throughout. Oh, that's lovely. Um, it would have appealed to me a lot in high school, I feel like. Yeah. Does she want to be thoroughly modern Millie? Does that come up since her name's Millie? No, I can't remember. Oh, really? Who, she She's... Quasi famous for a viral video in which she sang a song from Little Women. Is that a oh, musical? Yes, there I'm is not, a musical okay. version. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's. It was called the video was called Little Joe. I'm remembering this now. And like that's oh. like her secret, like her hidden secret. She's so embarrassed by it because she's like so young and so precocious. <laughs> and so like she. But those hates are the it. funny ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she got, like forced vibrato, I think. And... Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. one of those little kids. Uh. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so, I know it's not a real video, but I want to go watch it. She's had a brush with fame, and she wishes that she could go back and change things. <laughs> but she's still pursuing fame. As right. A, okay. All right. So is it a happy ending? You don't have to... It is It okay. is a happy ending. It That's is, nice. Yeah. It is charming. Um, I'm okay. interested in that. Yeah. yeah. I would pick that up. It ends in a, it ends in a, a wedding. Oh, so okay. So that's exciting. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Have you read any of Emma Lord's other books? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Just curious. So both of them. You never went back to your first Hey, you've choice. got a lot to read. It's all right. I'll get there eventually, but no, I have not yet. She's got two that I'd like to, because there's the You Have a Match, I believe, and then there's Tweet Cute. Oh, I saw uh, that. Oh, I've seen that. I yeah. thought that was a good title. Yeah, that... So that one, I, and we have that one in our library. I just haven't read it yet. Did this remind you of any other books? Not any other books. I mean, the the Mamma Mia Broadway oh, okay. stuff right. was kind of... And then there's that Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, oh, Definitely Maybe. Definitely Maybe, yep. yeah. Which oh. I've never seen, but I knew the title. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. glad you knew it. I've seen it several times. But yeah, it's three women trying to decide which one is, is your mom. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I like stuff like that because that's... I don't know. I had no siblings and my parents were obviously my parents and I was not adopted or anything. But like seven year old me was like, I bet there's some kind of adventure. And like I was stolen from my parents and I have a a twin sister and like (laughs) I'm going to go on this adventure and discover my true self. And it's like, nope, you were just born down the street and we brought you home. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I like that. I feel like I've read some books here lately that so I, I read Black Cake last month. Yeah. So that, and then this book I'm reading right now for the book club at the library, the bookshop of yesterday's, they both have to deal with like you not knowing your parents, like true story or history. And so I'm like, what do I know? Like, it's <laughs> thing, what do I know about you? We should go you? over to mom and dad's and be <laughs> like, Go grill so. them now. <laughs> you well, know, I bet they both have cool stories. And you know, as parents too now, like, I've talked to my mother-in-law about this because she's told me things mm-hmm. that then I'll say to my husband and he'll be like, well, I never knew that. <laughs> and she's like, well, you don't tell your kids everything when they're little, but when do you hit the, that point where you're like... Okay, so I got to tell you X, Y, and Z now that you're old enough. Happy 16th birthday. I have some things that I'd like to It's like, when are you supposed to do that? So, you know, I came into the family later, so she told me these things. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah. Go interview your parents, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but be, be ready. They may not be who you think they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Are there any characters in this book you would like to deliver a lecture to? Oh, you know, I'd probably tell Millie to just calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I found her to be charming, but even still, she, just, she does need to calm down. <laughs> okay. I get you have ambition, but let's just take it the energy down a notch. Gotcha. This is not sustainable. Right. <laughs> yes. I know from experience when you get older. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to ask you. Is it a plot point at all, or is it just mentioned? When I looked up the book and I saw the cover, it appeared that Millie had a bigger body. Was not your typical right. Broadway skinny girl, I guess. I don't remember that being a factor at all. Okay. Um, or a, a Just good illustration yeah, just, for the cover. Yeah. Just an inclusive okay. cover art. That's yeah. good. Because we've talked about that on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's nice that they chose to do that even when it wasn't like right. specified in the book. Yeah. I thought so. It's a cute cover. Cool. Well, thanks for bringing those books. Do you have any other questions? We can end with, what are you reading right now? Right now, I'm about 25%... Close to being to the... I'm 75%. (laughs) Backwards. No, I love the first way. (laughs) Right now, I am 75% into the bookshop of yesterday's, which is the book club for the library. I know I'm reading... Oh, yeah, I'm reading... This is... So this year, I'm trying to do a year of Agatha Christie. Oh. And so I'm reading um, my second... Only my second one, but I'm trying to... I was trying to do one every month. Murder at the Vicarage... Okay. Um, which is the first Miss Marple mystery. Okay. Um, so I've read that one, or I'm currently reading that one. I'm almost done with it. Those are the two right now that I'm hopping back and forth between. I am also in some other ones, but I haven't. You're them. always <laughs> reading a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I just wanted to hear what you're reading right now. It's cool. really hard because reading makes me fall asleep <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not audio, which... That sometimes will put me to sleep. <laughs> Let's be honest. Anything can put me to sleep. Yeah. We're all working moms. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks well, for, for coming and sharing. I now have one book I'd like to read. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having the me. The Appalachian Trail Worm. Uh, thanks the, for stopping by, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs>